Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. If you're enjoying the podcast and want to help us out, Seven Lamb is on Patreon. There are several tiers to choose from, each with their own unique perks. It takes a lot of effort, time, and money to create all the podcasts we do, so any amount helps us out. We also want to thank all of our current patrons. You guys help us keep going. If you want to see what we have to offer, go to patreon.com slash 7lamb. The number 7, L-A-M-B. Thanks and enjoy the show. Seven Lamb Productions presents End of All Hope Season 5 Episode 2 Reality your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Any of this look familiar, Jay? No, but I told you. I lived in San Diego. I don't really know this area. But you know where Ramona is, right? Yeah. I I mean, we're heading the right way. This is 78. No, we're not on 78. Yes, we are. No, remember we hopped off. We had spent the last two days walking through literal desert. But the desert was covered in alien vegetation. I was exhausted now. It was hot, and while my backpack was lighter, my shoulders still hurt. Then, what road are we on? That's what I'm asking you. So neither of you know. All I know is we're heading the right way. West? Yes. (laughs) What if we pass Ramona? We won't. How do you know? If we pass it, we'll hit the city. You know how far that is? Not really, but... We'll see the city. But you know we're close. We have to be. (sighs) If you say so, man. Can we keep walking? There's no cover around here, and if we see another herd of thrashers, we will be completely fucked. A group of about a hundred thrashers ran past us the other day. 
We hid in a ditch until they were gone, heading north. To where? We weren't sure. But they were in a hurry. I guess Ambridge was right about ditching the bikes, and losing them earlier was probably a blessing. But I wouldn't tell Ambridge that. I see trees over that ridge. I'm low on water. Well, the next house we come across, we'll raid it. Until then, conserve what you can and hope we're heading the right way. I'm telling you, we are. Chris, come on. What? Roger and Travis are over by the garage, talking to the other survivors. In the military camp? Via radio, yeah. Come on. It was early morning, and Chris was brushing her teeth. I let her sleep while I went down to the watering hole and washed our utensils and bowls. Dana found me, told me to head to the garage, which was just a tarp-covered area built for the vehicles. It was on the northeast side of Newton City. One second. What are you doing? Chris? Sorry, but I'm hungry. You just brushed your teeth. She opened a granola bar and shrugged. Aw, you don't grab me one? I figured you already ate. I was washing dishes, waiting for you to get up. You want me to grab you one? (laughs) No, no, forget it. Come on, let's hurry. I want to see what these guys have to say. I tossed the bag of dishes by the fire pit and grabbed Chris's hand. We made our way through camp. kind of vehicles. Travis, Roger, Dana, Gail, Hudson, and the new girl Annie were all huddled around the radio. He won't answer that. How could you be so sure? I mean, he did say how many vehicles they had. Everyone quiet. Gail clicked the button and leaned into the speaker. Uh, do you care to mention what kind of vehicles you have? Honestly, probably shouldn't have even mentioned how many we had. No offense. None taken. Told ya. Let's just say we have plenty right now, but all military. No Maseratis or Lamborghinis for joyriding. All utility vehicles. <laughs> That's kind of what you need nowadays. Tell me about it. 
Dana was taking notes on everything that was being said. Dana, they mentioned people. Won't say specific numbers. No, but we have a rough location. I'd say that's good enough. Good enough to get us killed. Will you be traveling by vehicle? Gail looked to Roger. Roger nodded. We will. You guys aren't exactly an easy trek. Right, but those damn things are crawling all over the roads. Just make sure you keep your distance. They got a good 50-foot range on their shocks. Shocks? EMP. We already know about their reach. No concrete data, though. (laughs) I'm sure they're discussing as well. Ask them when they want to do this. Grant, what are we looking at, um, projection-wise? Grant? Dana looked at his notes. We've heard from a Grant, Luke, and Keaton. A couple other unnamed voices as well in the background. Whenever you guys want to head up, feel free. Just try to give us some notice, though. Yeah, so they can ambush us. That way we can make sure the road is clear. Yeah, bullshit. Copy that. Let me talk to some of my friends and see what we can work out. We'll be on this frequency. Copy. Over and out. (sighs) What'd I miss? Roger, it's a trap. You didn't miss too much, Mia. You write all that down, Dina? I got everything. Hmm. That's the second time we've heard multiple people in the background. Different voices, too. Who'd you talk to last time? No, not this grandfella. Perry and I talked to... Keaton? Annie moved past me and Chris and sat in one of the corner chairs. Annie was a chubby, short woman with hair to her shoulders and wide-rimmed glasses. She had taken my spot as supply runner. Roger knew ever since Chris and I were reunited, I wouldn't be going out anymore. So, she was a new girl. I think if we make this trip, we need to take a lot of precautions. Obviously, we're going to play it safe. How many vehicles are you going to take? Hudson, our designated mechanic, was in overalls and covered in oil. He scratched his neck beard with a dirty hand, which left more stains on his collar. No more than three. Two trucks and a bike. Bike for a hurried getaway? No. Just go ahead. <laughs> You're not going to get everyone on a bike, Hudson, if some shit goes down. That's why I'd expect you to take more. We don't know how clear the road is. Of debris? Or creatures. What'd they say about supplies? Nothing, really. They gave us more last time. That was to entice us. <laughs> you don't know that? I agree with Travis. I don't trust him. Roger looked over at me, but I just shrugged. Think about it, though. What possible reason would they have to lie? I don't think they're the issue. What is the issue? It's far, Roger. Travel is the issue. (sighs) Yeah, I think Dana has a point. I can't imagine them plotting some scheme when they know we have a lot of people. Wait, do they know? When we talked to him yesterday, we told him we were over 2,000 strong. Is that true? An estimate. The fact that that didn't scare them is fucking ridiculous. They took in stride. Ask Barry. He was here. So was I. <sighs> okay. So even if they're lying, I can't imagine them being over 2,000 strong. And if they were, I don't see how fucking us over would benefit them in any way. We have less vehicles than them, and we live in a substantially less secure area. But what if it's just like... Ten guys ready to attack us when we go to scout out the location. They could be lying about everything. Sure, but is that a chance worth taking? So you want to drive up? Dina, you talk to Maria? No, not yet. What's Maria doing? She's walking the perimeter. Hmm, more plants? Yeah, that's why I'm going with my gut and say we check out this base of theirs. If it's not what they say it is, we leave. And if for whatever reason they try anything, well, 
We shoot them and then leave. Everyone okay with that? No one had any objections. Good. Let's make sure this area is secure before we go. Hudson, make sure the vehicles are in good shape for a long trip. You got it. Gail, wait an hour and call them back. Find out exact locations and tell them we'll be leaving first thing in the morning. When are we really leaving? (laughs) Tonight. We leave tonight. Jay, what are you doing? There's nothing good. I'm not looking for supplies. I'm making a bed. That's not a bad idea. We were taking refuge in a large semi-truck trailer on the side of the road. Inside the truck were tons of boxes, mostly electronics like stereos, Blu-ray players, speakers, and laptops. A lot of money in this truck. Now, worthless. While there were a lot of products, the truck was devoid of any plant life, which was nice. The only problem was the back door didn't come down all the way, jamming shut a foot and a half from the bottom. We should block that too, just in case. Jay can be loud when he sleeps, and we don't want any surprises. There's no other way out. Yeah, let me finish this and I'll move some boxes over. Did I make noise last night? I don't remember having a nightmare. You did, just a little mumbling. Nothing like the nights you scream in terror. Sorry. You don't have to apologize. Not unless you attract creatures. Which could be a real issue since they've been plentiful. We did see a lot today. Imagine it'll only get worse. I'm worried about Ramona. It probably looks like this too. And if it does, what if Scott, Ava, and Mark aren't there? What if they left? That's a strong possibility, but you knew that. There's also the possibility that they were taken. To a quarantine zone? Yeah. We can assume all the different possibilities and outcomes all night long. It'll get us nowhere. Now, Jay, you said we were close. We have to be. Tomorrow we'll continue to follow this road. We'll look for signs. I say maybe one more day. Okay, then let's get some good sleep tonight. Of course. So I, too, will make a bed of boxes. She smirked and started adjusting her side of the truck. Shit. The hell is that? Is that thunder? What? What's that noise? Is that thunder? It's not thunder. The fuck is that? I I don't know. That's uh not a thrasher, is it? 
No, it's not. Ambridge turned on his flashlight and made his way over to the door. He pushed aside a couple of boxes that were blocking the outside. Where are you going? Shh. Ambridge slid outside. What? Where's he going? I think he wants to see. See what? Kylie shrugged and climbed out of her makeshift bed, which was four boxes high. Where are you going? I want to see too. But... But she was gone, sliding under the jammed door. I stayed, huddled in my sleeping bag. Guys? Guys! Oh god, where were they? What? Were they on the roof? Why are you still inside, Jay? Sure, going out at night to investigate strange noises was dumb, but Ambridge and Kylie went out there. Stop being a pansy. God damn it. But just as I was about to climb out, Ambridge appeared. Watch out, Jay. What? Move. They climbed back in. <clears throat> What'd you see? Nothing good. What does that mean? <sighs> Trees were shaken. Where? It was far from here, but we could see it on the ridge. Here, help me move these boxes back. So, it was a creature. I don't know what it was. It's a clear night, but we still couldn't see anything but the trees. But it was big. Could it have been a ship? That didn't sound like a ship. No, it was too low anyway. Whatever it was, it was moving through the woods. But it was moving away. Yeah, it disappeared over the hill. What if it comes back? Jay, let's just hurry up and get to Ramona. I want to get out of this fucking mess. I second that. I didn't argue. I just nodded. I too wanted to hurry up and get to Ramona. Who knew what other horrific things this area held? I didn't want to find out.
That was a small group. Surprising. The town's just ahead. I think that might be Ramona. Are we good? It looks clear now. We were on an old highway south of 78 and still heading west. It wasn't until we reached the intersection that we knew exactly where we were. Hey, hey! Look, this is it! This looks familiar? No, but the sign. There was a small sign for a boutique that said, the best Ramona has to offer. We're here! Okay, so, which way? I, uh, I, I'm not sure. You don't know where we are. I mean, I've only been here twice. With Ava and Mark. Once for Scott's birthday, and once to pick Ava up for a meeting. Jesus, Jay. What did you plan on doing? Just going door to door? No, no. I'll know the house when I see it. You really expect us to walk down every street? We don't need to. This is still the highway. It says Amigos Road. No, that's that street. This is still the old highway. We just need to get to the main road. This way. I have a feeling this is going to be a long day. But he'll, uh, know it when he sees it. Surprisingly, it didn't take us long to find the house. Jay was able to navigate the overgrown streets, which led us right to the two-story house, crawling with vines and mushrooms and algae. This is it? Yeah. This is it. Well? It's dark inside. They wouldn't have power. I don't think anyone's here. Shouldn't we at least knock? We made a hell of a trip to get here. No, yeah. I know. I just... (sighs) Never mind. But I knew exactly what he was thinking. Exactly what I was thinking when I reached my parents' home. Jay peered into the window of the door, shading his eyes. He then shrugged and knocked. It's locked. Hey, that was kind of close. Let's get inside, huh? I guess we can try the back. Over here. Jay and Kylie followed me around the house. Jay checked every window, clearing the blue slime but leaving streaks. Anything? It's hard to see. The gate was broken, so we quickly climbed over. The backyard was small, but made smaller by the abundance of alien plants, which were waist-high at this point. The tall grass was a dark bluish-green, thin but sturdy. I pushed through. I'd be more worried about these plants if Jay and I didn't inhale this shit directly from the ship. Here. It's open. 
We went in through the sliding glass door. Jay pushed past me excitedly, squeezing between the door frame and a large shelf. Jesus, man. Hello? Be careful. Yeah, yeah. Hello? The house was dark due to the plants and slime covering every window. I'm gonna check upstairs. Something tells me he's... Uh, gonna be disappointed. Yeah. Hello? Is anyone here? I checked every room as I passed. But every room was empty. Even the master bedroom was empty. Nothing but messed up sheets, clothes, and pillows, with pill and water bottles scattered on the floor. <sighs> Shit. After an hour of searching Christina's place, we found nothing. Kylie went through a purse that was left on the counter. It belonged to an Isabel. I didn't know who that was. Ambridge thought maybe I had the wrong house, which I disproved by showing the pictures in the hallway. Plenty of Christina, Scott, and their parents. And now we sat in the living room, eating cans of food we found in the cupboards. Corned beef hash, green beans, corn, and cream of mushroom soup. The fact that they left so much stuff isn't a good sign. Why? Tells me they left in a hurry. Or they were escorted out, like I was. Why else would she leave her purse? Who needs a purse now? Well, no one, but when this all began, things were different. When the military showed up at my door, they gave me one minute to pack a bag. I left a lot behind. But did you take a purse? No, but I grabbed my ID and money. You know, just in case. I had no idea what was going on. <sighs> This sucks. Sorry, Jay. What's the plan now? Well, we'll stay here for the night and I guess head north in the morning. We have a lot of stuff here we can take, which is good. You really don't think Ava and Mark made it here? Um, who said that? You said you think they were taken in a hurry. If Scott and his sister were taken... That was a guess. They could have just left. But if they left with Ava's mom and whoever Isabel is, then that means if Ava and Mark made it here, they were too late. Like us. Jay, we don't know what happened. I told you to prepare for this. What if Ava and Mark didn't make it yet? Then they're going to find exactly what we did. Nothing. We scoured the house, Jay. There's no clues to when and why they left. I'm sorry, but this whole town looks deserted. I was depressed because, for some reason, I held on to the fact that I would eventually see Ava and Mark again. I'm not sure why. Ambridge was right. The odds of it happening were extremely low, and deep down I knew that. I just didn't want to believe it. Jay, I'm sorry your friends aren't here, but tomorrow we'll head north, right? To search for your family. <sighs> okay. But now I was more hesitant. What if my family was gone too? 
What then? What would be next? I decided not to think about it. Not right now. Don't give up just yet. End of All Hope Written and edited by Robert M. Lamb Starring Hope Ennis as Ava Adam Jetmore as Jay Jack Austin as Ambridge Gina Coyle as Kylie Evelyn as Brielle Ariel Hack as Mia Nora Darling as Chris Michael Moman as Roger Brett Wilkins as Travis Reed Kreiner as Dana Corey Pettit as Jess, Jerry Swindle Jr. as Gail, Ian Feller as Hudson, and Gareth Thomas as Sammy. Co-starring Mike Lenhart and Joseph Rodriguez. Music provided by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, Dylan Mixer at DMixMusic.com, and Eldridge Chachala of Nemesis Black at ReverbNation.com slash Nemesis Black. If you enjoy End of All Hope, visit 7lamb.com for more podcasts such as this. And don't forget to rate and review. This has been a 7 Lamb production. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.